Welcome to Anyone. This is Tay Tay, and I appreciate y'all. Welcome, welcome. Uh, on this episode, we get to sit down with Jasmine Franks, uh, a creative that I connected through with a, a musical artist friend, a longtime musical artist friend of mine who is uh, uh, actually her little brother. She is the brand strategist for a lot of the things that he does. And um, she's uh, super talented and and does uh, really dope stuff outside of her profession. But her profession is, is something I'm kind of super interested in uh, when it comes to branding, brand strategy, audience targeting and all that kind of stuff. And uh, really happy she uh, was able to find some time for us. And uh, yeah, with that, here's my chat with Jasmine Franks. Okay, we are uh, sitting here with uh, Miss Franks, Jasmine Franks. Uh, friend of mine, a creative that I met through a mutual friend who is uh, her little brother. Is he, He's younger than you? Jamal's younger than you? By like 10 months. By 10 months. Yeah. 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 I appreciate you sitting down with me. Thank you. Uh, excited to be here. I'm yeah, excited to talk with you. Especially on a weeknight. Uh, I know, uh, it's like, like I said earlier, it's easy to just roll up after work and just, you know, kind of maybe next week. But Oh, I always got time. We always have the best talks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I did say you were creative. So, uh, and it's like multi-hyphenate. I get the sense that it's like multi-hyphenate. But like if you if you were to communicate to somebody who didn't know you, maybe what is what like how would you communicate who you are professionally? And then how would you communicate who what, what you do maybe if you had another word for it outside of the professional world? Okay. So professionally, like by trade, I'm an advertising like hardcore marketer strategist. Um, especially specialized in social media. Um, which was kind of a fluke. I didn't go to school for that. I'm like aging myself right now, but like it was a little bit too old to go to school for social media. It was like a thing, but it was not what it is now at the time that I was going to school. I graduated end of 2013. So it was from, like from Missouri State. Oh, oh Missouri State yeah, University. From Missouri State University. I think I knew that actually. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm a Missouri State grab, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So um, yep, by trade went to marketing, which is school for marketing there, um, and actually tacked on a design major at the time. Um, which was interesting because like I didn't think to make it like graphic design specific. So I was like literally out here like in 2D, 3D design, like building cardboard chairs and like doing nuts stuff, like which like I don't regret. Like it's if we'll get into that part, but like it, it all works out. But um, so did all of that and kind of just by fluke ended up in social media by the people that I kind of knew. Um, knew a couple of girls that I had worked at like a really terrible job with that got into a really small advertising agency here and was doing social. And I was, you know, kind of getting my feet wet in design because it was just super necessary, like to do advertising, like through school and all of that. Um, and it just worked out really well and kind of got in and working with her and have been in social ever since. Um, but on the side, I am like more straight out, like a graphic designer. I'd say, um, I really focus on design, um, Strategy, social strategy, like for specific people and, you know, the, that that comes by nature, um, but flat out like graphic design, um, but really kind of leaning more into like, I don't even know what to call it, like physical textile, like designing, um, been doing a lot of painting lately. Um, I do a lot of jacket design and like custom shoes um, and have been getting into rugs, making rugs. So okay. I'm excited about All right. that too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the last one that caught me on guard, I was unexpected. Because yep. like, I go on your site and it's it's like uh, almost everything you touch, I feel like, mm-hmm. just feels yep. well-made. So like the site itself. Oh, I appreciate Everything. That. And appreciate if you have anything to do with Jamel's website. Yeah. Oh, it's completely me. I mean, yeah. of course. Like of course, it's yeah. just, it's just, uh, it's uh, really well done. I love the, I love the, the font as well. Uh, I appreciate that. For, we took a long time to get to that font really for Jamel. Good. It's really um, good. And yes, I feel like really pleased with it because I've been through a few. Like I've been through a few um, over, I think, what did we start this in like t- late 2016, early 2017? Okay. Um, and the branding, like, which is something because I'm like a marketer by trade. I'm like, let's get a brand guideline book. Like, let's let's solidify it. Like, these are going to be our color palette. These are going to be our fonts. This is how the fonts are going to be used. Like, I really want that stuff like solidified out of the gate. Um, and with him, it's been like a really oh, like fluid work in progress. Um, there's been some things we really love. There's been some things that like after kind of seeing it out in the wild didn't really work out, which. I mean, with this is like the nicety of it is like we always have, you know, the ability to change because um, it's not so high pressure than like being, you know, with a brand and an agency, like a really, you know, high pressure, like money value situation. Um, but yeah, I feel really passionately about fonts. Yeah. It's like if you read any of my social media bios, um, there's a Kanye quote in there that says I get emotional over fonts. Um, it's really funny. That's a Kanye quote, but that's why I put it in there because it's hilarious. Um, but I do feel that way. I'm not as I'm not as tapped in, but the f- couple of times that I feel like I've like had a direct connection with a font, like it's a thing. Like you just feel like an exclusive crowd of people. It's just yes. like a movie will start off like, hey, there's my font. Yes. Like I don't know what it and is. And if font is bad, you immediately don't take something seriously. Interesting. You immediately somebody comic sands you with a flyer or whatever. You're just like, what is this? This is somebody's not doing this well. See, like it and that's some I get the sense that I have a lot of intuition and a lot of other people, it's definitely, like you said, like it's not, it's not conscious, but it might be just like a, like taking it seriously or not, which is a good way of putting it. But that's like, I would love to formalize the way that like that interaction between mm-hmm. imagery, branding, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and the human, like human psychology behavior and all that kind of stuff, maybe a way that you're going to try to get people to think, mm-hmm. behave in relation to that kind of stuff. That stuff is super fucking fascinating to me. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that. And it's, and it's something that like, when you're thinking about branding, you're choosing fonts and like what they're going to do, like you really consciously think about. And it's really interesting because you see a lot of people that are like, ah, come do logos. I do logos. And you can like absolutely tell that none of that like was thought about. It's like not even like a logo per se. It's just like kind of a graphic that you're like, here's what I'm, you know, it, we we could get into that, but you know, um, but it's, it's like really meticulous. It's a really meticulous. I spend hours sometimes scrolling font websites. Um, and just like at one point, you know, I have like 10 or 11 tabs. It's just like, oh, I like that one, tab it open. Oh, I like that one, tab it open. And then like once I'm like, okay, I got enough to look at, then I'll look at all those tabs. Okay, let's get rid of those. And we dwindle it down that way. But I mean, I spend hours doing it. And it's, it's a, uh, that reminds me of me and music. Like mm-hmm. I'm very, any chance that I get to kind of like incorporate music in a documentary or anything mm-hmm. like that, like it is just, and like just, like you said, like I'm just, I can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll mm-hmm. and scroll. And you just, it's just. You know, I want to formalize it. I want to have the language for it. I want to communicate it to other people. But like, I know it when I feel it, and I know it when I see it. When it comes to music, and that's probably the sense with you and, and font. Yeah, which is really interesting. It's and really like, inexplicable. You just you just know it. it yeah, is, you just kind of know. True, one hundred percent. And like, and it, a part of it, like you said, isn't inexplicable. But like, I'm starting to understand, like this intersection. We were just having this conversation. The intersection of like design and commerce. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I am not interested in being broke anymore. <laughs> All right. So like, I feel you. So like the ability to, the, the, the ability to either, at least even fake the communication of mm-hmm. somebody else is something that I'm, I'm like really interested in and like branding and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm digging into this book that was like recommended. I saw something online. It was like by Douglas Davis or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know if it's familiar to you, but I'll definitely 
shoot it your way. Yeah. But uh, but like I want to know did 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 a lot of this thinking about like audiences, branding, communication, uh, marketing, advertising, all that kind of stuff. Did it come through the job or did you, you didn't have any prior experience. You just came to the job and learned on the, on the fly. I'm not going to lie. Um, it came from Missouri state, like flat out. Um, I will say that like in retrospect, I would have twisted how I did, how I did my majors and only did marketing. Cause I would have gotten the same courses, like with just tweaking as minor. And I would spend all my time like doing design and like in photography classes and stuff retrospect. But, um, Missouri State is actually one of the best marketing programs, at least at the time that I was there um, in the country. Um, And we had some really prolific professors that just made that stuff make a lot of sense, like to the point that it is really second nature for me. And when I talk to people, I actually don't realize that like it doesn't click for them like that. Um, Like I talk to my mom a lot about this and she's like, wait, what, 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 like, you know, and I like take it. I'm like, oh, you know, let me take a step back and like wrap around why like it's like that, why that makes sense. but yeah, it really started there um, in those classes. Every class was like a really hands-on, like we were like made plans books beginning to end um, in that, like you had to think about your, what is your brand? What is your product? You know, all of your audience, like all of that through. So they really like hardcore drilled those like things into you. And then I had like a really unique experience at Missouri State in that I got to be on ad team, which was technically a class. Um, it was a semester long class, but um, you had to apply to be in it. And it was basically like you got to form a small ad agency um no amongst people shit. and you get like real clients so our client that semester was at&t no and shit. um dr burnett that ran that show was just like the bee's knees like she really like if anything and i mean she wasn't like she didn't hold back so like that's really where i started like getting an eye for like no this sucks this is really like cliche like let's oh, take a step back and look at those things so she was really like hardcore on that because i mean we were getting to see nationally like all that so she was like she really you know like was that kind of like mentor person that like was the first person that was like, oh, stuff can be really cliche because stuff can be really corny just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's good. Oh, interesting. See, that that's like, that's that's a level above, I'm just trying to understand the language. Mm-hmm. There's like a language and culture that mm-hmm. you even have to kind of get into. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, brand, I feel like, you know, people use that word all the time, but as soon as you stop and ask somebody, can you define what a brand is? Nobody can give you a straight answer. Or if you, if they do, it's like 50 different answers. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives you one answer. So like, I'm just trying to understand that. But the idea that like, you know, it's subversion is always like the core of like a lot of, I think marketing, you just want to differentiate yourself from other brands and all that kind of stuff. But yep. like, as far as like, you know, it makes sense. It hits a target audience. It does this, it does mm-hmm. that, it does that. But like you're saying right there, that doesn't necessarily mean that this is a successful campaign or mm-hmm. something. So like, that's super fucking interesting, but I can't even, my mind can't even go there. <laughs> so like, but it's super, like, I love hearing the like atypical school with shit. Like, it sounds like you actually appreciated Missouri State. I, I, I appreciated Missouri State. I did. Missouri State was a really interesting place. Well, okay. Springfield is an interesting town. Okay. <laughs> see, I, I was wondering if you were, okay. See, I'm glad you, you separated the two. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> do you want to elaborate or like, cause it, I, you know. I mean, I'll say that if you've ever spent any time in Springfield, you know, okay. uh, but what people don't realize is Springfield is the third biggest town in Missouri. Yes. And, and so people don't give it credit for that. Like there's a lot going on in Springfield that has nothing to do with Missouri state. And it's trending and it's actually trending. It's actually crazy. When I was leaving mm-hmm. there, like, I, I think I went back like last year or the year before that almost unrecognizable. Like it's just it's ridiculous condos. When I went there, all of those like apartments and condos yeah. that are all around. Like I, I lived in the apartments that were literally directly across from um, Taco Bell in that little field across the street. And it's like, it was like old folks home. Like it was like old people living, like it was crazy, but it was like 450 bucks. It was right across the street from campus. Like 
Yeah. Interesting place. <laughs> and I, I, me personally, like I never really interacted with much of Springfield. I'm mm-hmm. going to be 100% honest, but as far as Missouri State, like it felt like I, you know, it just felt like home to me. Like it felt great. I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved the people there. Uh, I wasn't really doing too much, too much, but like uh, I had a great time. Faculty, everything. I love Missouri State. Yeah. Plus super cost effective. Like Super Lord cost effective. I will say that dabbled into a lot of Springfield life, like lived... <laughs> <laughs> Wild times. I partied a lot in school. Like, okay, good. Partied hardcore. Like, good. so much so, ran it out of my system. Couldn't do it today if I tried. Like, got it all out <laughs> at once. That's the point, actually. Um, good. And so, like, I mean, we saw a lot of, like, interesting Springfield. But there's something about Missouri State and that culture. It's so well done. Like, I mean, they just have a nice campus. They're so invested. It It's just, like, it's a neat place. You can learn. You just learn a lot from being in an environment like that. Yeah. And actually, it's, like, recently, like, when I was there, like, surprisingly, now that I think about it, surprisingly good at marketing and branding, I think. Like, yeah. They're pretty good. Really fucking good. And I know Dr. Burnett is, I believe, retired now. Um, I think one of the other professors that I had for one of those other staple, like, advertising classes is still there. She was kick-ass, too. Um, But, yeah, it's just like a lot of those guys. And I can't imagine what it's evolved to now, like considering social media and like the types of classes and offerings that they probably have now that are probably just the projects and stuff those kids probably get to do and work on just with like technology and stuff is insane. Like kind of jealous. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's like that's the that's like the most universal feeling ever. Like if you ever come in contact with the university, it's like it'd been nice to have that. Like I fucking like I bet you people felt like that about us because we had some crazy cameras come in in the last year that I was there. Yeah. I can't imagine like the guys who left. They're like, oh my fucking Sony FS7. (laughs) Yeah, because they redid the whole college of business school, like the whole building right after I left. I I helped out with a lot of the videos and everything Uh, that had to do with that. And I saw the previews for what that was supposed to look like. Lord. Yeah, insane. Cobb was a, a terrible building. You get lost in there, like especially if you get up on that third or fourth floor, and it just like goes inside. It was like the weirdest place, and it was like straight out of the eighties, like this, like almost life draining. I just remember it was some of just the bottom the worst hallways. Building. Like it just looked yeah. like yeah, like it, it's it's I don't know, just not interested in, in motivating you or like nope. trying to give you any sunlight whatsoever. No, nope. no, yeah, absolutely Jesus. no sun in there. Like brown bricks, bro, and then like everything was like an interior like room or like building and. <sighs> It's nuts. And, uh, that where it was a massive, like, uh, lecture hall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, I, I was only saw it getting torn down by the time I was there. Mm-hmm. And like, they, you know, we were up on one some floor where they were about to gonna they were gonna do like some open, not open floor, but some sort of like big glass wall yeah. business meeting type, like where they probably were gonna do legitimate. Like, this isn't for show. This isn't for class. This might be like where. Yeah, where we actually like yeah have like stuff. record meetings, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that and the um the new rec center was getting built. Mm. So we just were like yeah. anxiously watching and yeah. waiting for this rec yeah. center to like paying, for us to be able to use it. Paying, paying for the thing for it. that yeah, you'll never just, like, get to actually. And then we were upset because it like bulldozed some like sick little basketball courts that used to be on the side of Blair Shannon over there oh, wow. and like all of this stuff. So wow. We were like. So, yeah, I I think I got to use that thing for like a semester Mm. before, like, I was out of there and it got to, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had some pretty nice facilities. Luckily, I went to school way later than I should have. So, like, they had some pretty nice facilities when Mm -hmm. I was there. But, um, but, uh, yeah, super cost effective, far enough to where you can get away from home, but close enough to come back. But close enough to come back when you need to. It's perfect. It's perfect. It was like Uh, 10 out of 10, do recommend, like, Missouri State. So, so, okay, maybe one last question on this, but like, what, kind of got you to understand that marketing might be a good was that just like an, an intuition was that given to you was that just like i'm gonna need to make money like because i feel like creatives we have two brains right like it's like the super unrealistic yeah. self-involved kind of creator and then 
maybe the less developed side of like, okay, what's going to support that? Mm -hmm. But even to have at that age, the understanding that marketing is a thing that like, like I'm super, I'm, I'm super, that's might not be impressive to the people listening, but I'm super impressed with the wherewithal to even know that that's a good thing. Really? It was like, I don't know where it came from. It just made sense. Like I just got there and it made sense. I'm not gonna lie. Like I went to school and I was going to be a journalist. I was going to school for journalism. Like at the time, like in high school, like I was not, I was a pretty good writer in high school. Um, I don't read nearly as much and I don't write nearly as much as I used to. So I feel like I've lost a lot of it, but in high school, like, I mean, I had English teachers that were like, I absolutely like, this is what you should be doing. Thought that's what I was going to do. Um, and got to Missouri state in orientation and was like, you know what? Advertising sounds fun. Okay. And right. that's really, I don't have any more <laughs> thought right, for, for sure. it than Absolutely. that. Um, and, and I hear, I'm not hundred percent. I hear Missouri uh, or uh, Columbia is yeah. like a school of, of journalism. Broadcast. Their J school is big but and Kansas's J school is big. You never considered, you never considered, or was it just too cost? So like actually crazy? had gone as far at Mizzou as like sending the, the dorm deposit or like whatever you do for that. Um, and it came through the last minute of the Missouri state was like, Hey, you got this scholarship. We'll pay for your tuition. No shit. And I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. All right. Nice. Uh, which is really crazy. And it actually makes me sick to even consider I would have gone to Mizzou. Not that like, I love, like I know so many people from Mizzou at that time, love them all. I was a Kansas girl. Oh, like my shit. dad went to KU, no all sense. of my uncles, like on his side, like all of that went to Kansas. Mm. My best friend was going to Kansas. Um, Kansas was so expensive. Really? And they didn't want to give in-state tuition, even though we live in Kansas City. Like, we'd get to the campus in 40 minutes. Huh. On the Missouri side? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I technically live on the Missouri side, and they were just like, nope, no oh in-state tuition gosh. for you, even though Kansas City is just, like, right there. It's really interesting how the decision ends up getting made for you sometimes. They told like me it's... that you could have in-state tuition if you went to school for architecture. It was, like, really random. It was, like, this one caveat, and I was like, well, no. So... <laughs> Why? It was like the most weird. random thing and um, like went up there, toured, done all of that. Um, huh. And I mean, in retrospect, like I, you know, obviously would have always loved to like be like, yeah, I was a Jayhawk for sure. But um, I spent enough time up there. My best friend went up there, you know, whatever. So I got, you know, I got enough, you know, Lawrence experience. You got the, you got the good without the fucking fat number hanging over your head. Oh, so I like, think about their campus too. Just what a miserable, huh. hilly experience. Really? <laughs> for it to be in Kansas, in yeah. the middle of Kansas. AU's campus is nuts. It is a miserable <laughs> trek. Like you will be in shape walking Kansas's campus because it's gonna kick your ass. Oh, like no, it's nuts. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. there. I just remember there's like one hill that like walks up to the football stadium. It's like a ninety degree straight up angle. Like why is this even nah, here? Like why did you build this? Like I think, this? He, I think it, now, now that I think about it, you, yeah, yeah, my few experiences there. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's uh, not Missouri State. A nice, flat, beautifully built campus. Straight to the point, you know where you're going. Springfield's a square. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally just it a square. Just a like, you wouldn't just talk about, yeah. like, just simple. Like, it is. Completely. But, yeah. Okay. All right. And, and like, more and more starting to make sense now, mm-hmm. because if you do go on your website, um, I do see a lot of tactile, handmade stuff. And, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm starting to ask myself, like, it, it, it says it on the website, so I should have been fucking paying attention. But I started thinking, like, is this something where you're just, like, coming up with stuff digitally? And then you go reach out to, like, maybe a Spotify, a Shopify, that maybe puts the stuff on merchandise and then you send it out but you're hand making a lot of the yeah. stuff that's on everything the, you on the see website. from me is made like in my apartment in my house that's okay so that's that's super dope so like fashion is not something that is enough like for you to kind of like do your expression and all that kind of stuff because i figure like fashion is like a thing that's like all absorbing for some people but you you like you so, like making i am somebody that like in my own time is really into fashion and again in retrospect if i go back and do it again 
I might make some different decisions. Like there are some things that I really wish that I would have learned like tactically. If I could sew, I'd be a bad, be a bad motherfucker. Like if I could fully sew, like full on clothes yeah. up. And it's actually something I really regret because my grandma um, was a badass seamstress, like kick ass seamstress. Like it's what she did. Like it's what she did. And I've learned, so I picked up some things from her, but I did not really take the time to sit down and learn from her like I should have. Um, one of my biggest regrets. But um, I'm really into fashion and what fashion means, especially like streetwear, streetwear, how it pertains to culture um, and how that especially is infiltrating into brands and how brands are utilizing it and all of that. And it's just something that like I can't escape. It's just so deeply into my space and the things that I'm interested in, be it music, pop culture and all of that. Um, it just it's just kind of a part of, of what I'm into. Um, yeah, I kind of want to like, OK, we might spend the rest of the show on it because <laughs> this is this is part of like my like conceit whenever I'm doing a lot of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff is that like I just I don't know I don't even know what I don't know I don't know anything about fashion and I've actually intentionally like kept myself out of that world because like you never like to spend time in a place where you just don't understand the rules mm-hmm. you just like you know it just you know first generation immigrant didn't have an older brother or sister or anything like that that was kind of like yo this is this mm-hmm. is cool all that kind of stuff so like I'm out here just trying to figure it out <laughs> and like you know at some point I was like you know what that's just not for me I'm just gonna fucking you know whatever but uh Street okay, so so streetwear, how is that like what is that? Is that like casual? Like what is that? Is that so it's more of like those like off-white supreme, like those type of brands that are not like really doing like catwalk fashions. And I won't say like don't get me wrong, off-white is doing like runway shows and like things like that, but um do, it's just like do more res- huh? you do you do uh uh refer to yourself like a jazz avlo? No, I kind of <laughs> Jeremy refers to me as that. Under no circumstance do I refer to myself as that. Let us put that on okay. record. Okay, put that right. on record. Okay, he does. All right, for sure. <laughs> and, okay, I, I, cut, I cut you off, but I do. I, I have some questions actually about that too. But yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, and I was just saying, um, is... you know, streetwear and just kind of like it really started with like a lot of those like Pharrells, like the people that kind of jumped off and started their own brands and fashions and like what that meant and. And all that, you know, Kanye, of course, and, and the type of stuff that he touched and, you know, that type of thing. Um, but it was just like the interesting juxtaposition of like not necessarily like having a complete fashion background and that I can like go sew a three piece suit like out of a block of fabric, but still being able to create fashions that make something to mean something just by, you know, graphically using like my other skills yeah. to be able to, you know, put stuff on on different things and make things look the way that I like personally want them to look. And in me personally, I've I've been wanting, and this is more like an economic motivation, I think, and maybe just a little, I don't know what it is, or maybe just ego, but I've been kind of wanting to get more away from like hands-on equipment and more into the theory, like the kind of like, like I said, like the intersect, like whenever the thing interfaces with the people, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and understanding that. Mm-hmm. So like when, when it comes to a lot of this fashion stuff, like it seems like like, do you think Kanye would be offended by, like, it being called streetwear? What does he think he's... Like, because streetwear, to me, I'm just trying to figure out what is streetwear. Like, you can wear it at any function? Or so is, it, is it, like, I think streetwear has on? deeply, and I mean deeply evolved um, from something that, like, as you said, like, would that offend Kanye for his stuff to just be considered that? I think if you asked that question 10 years ago, yeah. Oh, no like, shit. So- if you asked that question 10 years ago, like, absolutely, it wasn't, like respected it wasn't a thing like Kanye was talking about his leather pants 
and everybody and he's like and everybody's like, he's like you know he couldn't get it off he walked into i don't remember who it was trying to get off these leather pants and then you know three four years later what's on the runway leather pants um so like you would think it's the opposite you would think that maybe he was more comfortable with like being in that space and then mm-hmm. now he's like uh, like feels like he might be above it but it's the opposite in the past he, that was like the derogatory it was, yeah it, well it just was separate it was completely different things like you had supreme which was like making t-shirts and street and skatewear and like stuff like that you had like the BBCs, the ice creams, like those types of things that were making like just like T-shirts and, and sweats and like stuff like that. And now you look and Supreme is collaborating with Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I might have seen like a, is it Gucci and Adidas? Yeah. That, that just come, that just came out. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. They just dropped that. And as you mentioned. Um, so and like, so now you're seeing all of the high end, like the high end, high end fashion houses all like taking a step in and getting into the streetwear, getting into these kicks. You would never see like Jordans and Air Forces and stuff on the runway. And it's just regular. Like it's just what people wear. Everybody. Uh, Wow. And so like the infiltration, the way that they've been able to come in and infiltrate that and the way that it is now synonymous with high fashion. Yeah. Sick. So like, yeah, I mean, I am starting to notice it actually a lot more and I don't know enough to even know where to like go from there as far as questions are concerned. But like I, I, I guess maybe like a big, big top down question for somebody who like maybe thinks that like there's clothes have a practical function, like, you know, when Kanye gets all worked up about this, where's the where's the like grain of truth that like actually like this can be a thing that we can that you can make a life's work like this is a thing that could be maybe, I don't know, like a way to express yourself or like a symbol for something or just like a way to kind of change the framing of how people think about things a place a people culture anything like that like what, what how do you think about it as far as like practical but it's not just like it's raining outside you need a coat it could be yeah. something more what do you think um i think it's a super deep question it's yeah, a super interesting question um that i don't know if i necessarily have the answer for but for you i think about it in like the sense that fashion means so much we have to have clothing yes and from a very base level t-shirt pants all of that Um, But when we talk about and we look back at like history and moments and stuff like that, like the first thing that we're pulling back out is like fashion, like what was the person wearing, like all of those like iconic moments, iconic people, Um, whether or not it was fashionable at the time, like because that person was such an icon and they were in that like piece or whatever. um, I think that there's more to think like there's more to be thought about I think in fashion and like especially like when it comes to like higher end higher fashion like I'm not talking about you know what we go to wear to work every single day but when we talk about like these bigger iconic pieces for these bigger moments that we know mean something I think that there's that there's ways that I think messages and things that are important can be cooked in um and you see it in some ways and I don't think it's done well Mm. like where you just see like you know, somebody on a red carpet, a normal dress, and they just like splattered red paint with a message across it. Like for a point, like I don't think that's done well. Um, but I do think that there's enough creativity in this world and enough opportunity that those things can be done well and it can be like seamlessly mm. mixed in. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> there's, I don't know what it is in me that kind of like wants to take a step into the world, into that world. But then, like, I have some reservation in that. Like, I don't know what it is that's, like, holding me back from, like, completely embracing it and be like, hey, it's just another medium for communication. Like, you can, you know, mm-hmm. like, if, if you if you think music can do it, if you think movies can do it, like, you know, why why couldn't fashion do it? But there's something, maybe it's about, maybe I'm more reserved about maybe the culture and I just don't, 
I don't know. I don't want to put my own stuff on stuff. But like, what do you? You have something. You want it's to interesting because like the way that I think about fashion is very much from like an art sense. Like once it gets to a certain level, um, and so like when I think about like when I make like jackets and pieces and stuff, which like there, I you can throw anything on a jacket. You see people throw all kinds of stuff, and I could just you know bedazzle it and throw glitter and like all of that, and you know whatever people want that. But typically, like, I'm basing the art or, like, with something on the jacket, like, on something that's important to me and, like, it means something to me or something that I just think is, like, really cool creative. Um, and, like, my funnel has, ty- has typically been art and music because those are things that speak and move me. And those are things that, like, get my creative senses going in other senses, you know, in other ways. Like, when I listen to certain projects and certain things, like, they evoke other these other projects and these other things. So, um so, like, when I look at, like, the jackets and the things that I made, like, you know, the Outcast one with the stank on you, like, the Prince one that I made for my mom. Um, I made a really cool rest in peace uh, Pimp C jacket for my friend Shanae. Um, Like, the pieces, like, they, they, we really, like, usually step out and make it a theme and make it mean something. Like, it's just something important that's, like, a, a step more important to the culture than just, like, a sunset or mm. a tree or whatever people are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's uh, the idea that, like, you know, it's just, it's just... It, it opens up that door doesn't exist for a lot of people like you either find the thing that you want in this mm-hmm. color that you want or you just that you just don't own it the mm-hmm. idea that you can make something into the thing that you want mm-hmm. or the idea that you can kind of make something your own is like kind of like really really interesting and if even if you don't have the tools or the like canvas as far as like that coded like then you could just from the ground up just make the thing that you want mm-hmm. or something like i've seen like you made some uh hufflepuff socks mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and whatnot. so like and, and the thing is like it you you're you're all of a sudden it's it's intertwining like your youth your past all the things that you mm-hmm. loved and did and the way you thought about the world at that point so like that's all in the in the, like it's some form of communication so like mm-hmm. it's i'm 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 coming around i'm coming yeah. around i think it could be super dope but like okay i might take like a complete right turn here but this name comes up a lot i only know the name in connection to like maybe one cultural term but he seems significant who is this virgil abloh and why the people who just gasped on the on the crowd, yeah. whoever's listening or whatever, I, I I don't. What's what's going on with with this person, specific person? He just so, passed away, I think. Yeah, right, yeah. Rest in peace, Virgil. We lost him unfortunately. Um, but if you look back at like the history books, you know, whatever, Virgil was kind of that guy that was like in the trenches with Kanye in those early days. That was like knocking on, you know, the Versailles, you know, all of those different doors, those those high those high end fashion houses trying to get that stuff done, like. If you look at some of that early footage and all of that, like with them trying to figure out Photoshop and these like really terrible like mock-ups of stuff that they have, they had no idea what they were doing. Like, um, he was just like that guy that kind of really took a brand like from nothing. And you know, I mean, not from nothing. He obviously knew a lot of really cool people, um, you know. But you know, just like that took that brand. Um, and I guess being off white and not like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a Virgil Abloh like histor- historian. I don't know, like you know, I know the bits and pieces about him that have touched me, like that I've experienced um for people who who can't see there is a what brought this to my mind was that there was a virtual ablo uh big photography photography yeah it's the nike icons book um that that goes through like a lot of his like just like sketch processes and thoughts like throughout making a lot of those like collab shoes and stuff like that but the really big deal with virgil was that um they made him the head designer at louis vuitton um which was i mean very recent this was just what a handful of years ago Mm. um which was a huge deal for him and Kanye who got turned away so much. So, so much has happened and he's done so much with Off-White and that brand and all of that. And he's become so respected as a designer. Um, 
through through that, through his through the brand, through his collabs, through all of that, that you know, somebody as prestigious as Louis Vuitton is like, hey, I think that this guy's got some vision and knows what he's doing. And he came in and he killed it. Complete outsider. Is he from Complete. Chicago? Or? I, I think he's from Chicago, but okay. don't get me wrong. Somebody's okay. going to be like, I don't know. Oh I don't know. Don't know. The complete outsider, outsider um, to, to head designer of Louis Vuitton. It's, an, it's an incredible art. Like, it's an incredible yeah. story. Um, and I mean, you can even watch that first fashion show where, like, uh, he, he, you know, he has his first runway show um, and Kanye is there and, and they hug. And it's just like, you can feel how emotional it is for the two of them. Um, this is a huge deal. Like, yeah. I mean, just under no circumstance <laughs> did 10 years ago, would you think that anybody like that would be the head of Louis Vuitton? Mm. And I, I, even from an outsider, I don't know much. I don't know much about high fashion, but I know mm-hmm. the name Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Like I know that. I, I think I could even visualize the the logo in my head, which is, you want to talk about effective <laughs> branding and marketing. I'm, I, I'm actively want- trying not to know anything about that world. And I still know the logo and the fact that it, this is a high demand, high fashion. You want to talk brand. about some of the greatest branding in the world. Mm. You look at some of those fashion houses, mm. some of the greatest branding in the mm. world. That's uh, and and it's I'm I'm digging into the literature right now, and like I'm gonna understand this stuff. Like it's 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 a it's a thing that I I wanna um I wanna know more about. But okay, um, is there is there I, I get the sense that there might be some stuff that you wanna accomplish outside of your professional career, maybe eventually become your professional creative career, and how how are you because because you know there are a lot of ways to tackle life so like some people make the professional that that all that's where all the creative outlet goes and then when you go home it's just everything else but like um it's it's tell us what else that you're kind of interested in or maybe have your eyes on if you want to divulge like if it's Mm -hmm. still something in incubation and then let us know so it's really interesting to be having this conversation right now because um i've kind of like pulled the screen back and I'm like forcing myself to go back to ground zero and really define what these things are. Um, because for a long time, I've just kind of been like, yeah, I do this and I do that and I do this and I can do a little bit of that, but yeah, I can do this too. Cause I mean, really, I, there's a lot of things that realistically, like I can touch, I can do like whatever, um, from that standpoint, but it, it just has been, it's never been clearly defined, um, for me, which then definitely lets me know that nobody else knows what the hell I do. Um, <laughs> see, that's a really, that's a really pressure point right there. Good point. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 that's okay. Go ahead. Um, there's just, you know, so I'm, I'm really at a place right now where I'm really taking a step back. I've kind of done this enough to know what I really like doing, what I don't want to do at all. Um, and I think, I mean, really like from a really like pie in the sky, like high level, like my dream would just to be like, wake up every day and just get to make stuff like that at a base level like it's really all i want to do um and but i know there's more there's more involved to it than that yeah, so. yeah absolutely and it's it's a uh, like i wonder if anything now do you think there has to be some degree of separation to where maybe you're like supporting an idea or something like that or can you have your name on a thing and then like that'd be the brand and and all of a sudden like you know this is where they're getting a lot of their home decor this is where they're getting a lot of like, I, I wonder if you tell, tell me, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I get the sense that, like, there's something about if you're not for some reason, music, music is a different thing. But on a lot of other endeavors, I don't know, I kind of look at in suspicion, not suspicion, but just kind of like if 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 I've had my name plastered on stuff and everything like that. And it's like, all right, what are we, this is like a big ego exercise. What are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. are you actually trying to enhance everybody else's aesthetic life or are you trying to actually be of service to other people? Or is this all for you? So, like, 
How how are you thinking? Of, how are you thinking about this? And that's where I'm at with it too, because I've I've done this. Like I've revved up and yeah. I've opened shop and yeah. I've sold things like a lot of times yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and every time I lose momentum again, because I'm just like, well, what are we doing here? I'm just like cranking out things. Um, and it gets to a point where it's just like that first launch, it was really thought through. You know, I had a theme or whatever, and I dropped it, and it came and it went. But you know, people want more, and now I'm like, I'm just making stuff. Um. And so it got really tough to kind of really understand like what I was doing it for, like what was the greater purpose other than just like selling shit. Um, and so now I'm at a place where I do think that like I have enough design expertise and decor to put my name, like for my name to be on something and for people to be like, oh yeah, like this should be something cool. So ultimately I think I would like, again, yeah, to be like, to offer various things. Um, I think I have like a, a custom division where like, you know, I have like custom dyed socks and other things. I'd like to expand that to there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of visions for that. Um, custom shoes. There's a lot of stuff. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things like that, but it's also interesting too, because like air forces are not cheap. That's not like an easy investment. That's not like, just like something I have like 10 pairs of mm. like in the closet, just like waiting for me to, you know, do like, I'm, you know, a lot of that stuff. I don't move on until I feel so strongly about an idea mm that I'm just like, I got to make it or I'm going to go crazy. Mm. Um, which is a lot of my problem too, because that's so inconsistent, you know, whatever, mm. um, for like running a business model. Yeah. Um, and, but you, I mean, you definitely, with the nine to five, you're allowed a lot of leeway to kind of like make it whatever you wanted to want to make it. Yeah. I think. And for not, sure. There's not that existential pressure to kind of like make, make it serve a lot of these other purposes and mm -hmm. kind of like, and kind of itch, like scratch that itch, that creative itch yep. for you. But like, uh, that is like, I kind of, High, high, what do they call it? Like high overhead yep. type of endeavor. Like endeavor, it's not like yeah. with me. Like it's just maybe some software, but like, uh, yeah, you definitely need to have some like some Air Forces. Just yeah, just nobody like, wants it. Like, like nobody on, wants their customs on like Walmart shoes. It can't, and, be, it can't be on demand. <laughs> it's a Walmart shoe. It yeah. can't be on demand, or like you have to show what you're capable of or what they might be getting into. And that's even, that's uh, kind of where I'm at with I it. See. It's just like there are there's always there's requests. People always are gonna have requests, whatever. But I get as a creative. I get really easily into a space where I get bogged down by having to do others requests and not getting to like spend mm. time on like what my brain is thinking mm. about. Okay. No, but uh, this is, this is actually getting into like a little bit of what I was actually super interested yeah. in. It's actually, I wonder if it's just the age that we get to where we start realizing that like, okay, uh, the way things have been going, whether they've been going good, I feel like we're just kind of like maybe anxious people that just aren't satisfied in the first place. But like, you just look back in retrospect and like, all right, this isn't working. I just recently realized that like my online life was kind of like unfocused and they blended in a lot of ways. Actually, my <laughs> personal life was my professional life. So it makes sense that I had like, you know, I just couldn't share shit all the fucking time. So I need to separate that out. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, how are you thinking about it? It seems it's, like you're going to have an exercise here pretty soon where you kind of maybe think about that, yeah. but I don't want to put some stuff on you. Yeah, no. So that's where when I talked about like, there are some things that I know I really love doing and there's some things that, like, I just know I don't care to do anymore. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It's client work. <laughs> like I don't really love like just out of the blue. Somebody's like, I need a logo. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, what's your logo for? And they're like, I need, you know, whatever. Like it can be done. Like, don't get me wrong. We can crank something out and I can probably make you something pretty damn good. Um, but it gets to the point where those types of things like logo creation is time consuming. Yes. Um, and number one, people don't want to pay what it should cost. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then number two, because it's time consuming and I do, I have work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I only have limited hours in my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now I have to spend all of my time like 
in energy kind of creating that type of stuff. Um, and so I'd really like to get to a point where we flip it and it's a lot of like prog- products and things that like I've thought through and it's mm. like, here's a drop. Yeah. Here's a bunch of cool shit that I came up with, yeah. you know, whether it's themes or like whatever, um, so that I can kind of focus my energy on like my own like creation. And and that's what I like the freedom that you get from that, because mm-hmm. we were just talking to another designer that's in town that uh, was talking about how like he can just say no to things because it's not his main like it's it's his kind of his like side. And like with me, like with editing and all that kind of stuff that I want to be in that space. I want to be able to say the power to say no is like something that like not a lot of creators, the creatives get to experience if it's mm-hmm. their main thing, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, uh, tough. Yeah. So like. You do the not, you do the find a way to kind of be in the orbit of the stuff that you love commercially. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of be like, I don't want to do that. I don't yep. want to do that. I want to do that. Okay. Yep. This makes sense. Whether it's for a lot, whatever, a long laundry list of things. So like, okay. Clarity. Maybe you've always had clarity, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to get it. So mm-hmm. like, this feels good. So, yeah. And I mean, I think that's specifically for like graphic design flyers, like all of that, like that stuff just sucks. It's so like, a, it just is a lot of crank out of like nonsense. People don't get it. People want like uh. 30 revisions. And I'm like, this is dumb. It looks fine. Like you don't. It's, it's okay. Like this is fine. I could, like you're holding the meter. Like the face looks right. I could even like physically bring it back. These emotions and memories. Just so like you were just so, I'm not over it. Just and over so it. I can't say that there's necessarily that type of disconnect with the work when it comes to like creating like customs and stuff because I've gotten requests for like jackets and things like that where like once we've gotten the idea and it's gotten going, it's come out great and I really enjoy creating it. Um, so I think when it just comes to like the tactile, because I know that so much more is involved in branding than just slapping a logo on a page and whatever. And so it becomes very frustrating because they're not going to invest the time. They're not going to invest the money that it takes to really make this a full, like well thought out, you know, full, complete brand. I, you know, I'm just like, you know, half nilly, you know, th- throwing a logo out for somebody who's probably whose business is probably going to be done in six months to a year. <laughs> so it's just like, is this really the best way to spend my time? Clients, this is the other side. This is what's going on through the mind of a designer when you're It is. I'll be phone. flat out with you. I don't like it. I do not like it. Your ideas would be bad. And I don't really want to spend my time doing it. But I'll let you, I'll tell you this. If I have given your like ideas or thoughts or whatever, any, and I mean any ounce of energy, I thought it was a decent idea. Okay, there we go. So there's a few people that I've worked with and there's a few things that like I, you know, spend Uh, some time doing or whatever. Uh, If I've even given you one round of logos, whether I puttered out and we didn't finish that or not, like whatever, there was a little bit of something there. So like, don't get me wrong. I don't hate everything, but for sure, (laughs) it it gets rough out there. It gets weird. Um, And people have some really strange ideas. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and it, and like I'm not necessarily like the person that loves to just like to your face like, hey, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is gonna work. Like I'm more of like a oh, okay, like, you know, whatever. So like, I don't like, yeah, I don't like it because then I feel like I'm like being a little flaky, and I don't want to be like that. I just really don't want to tell you that like I'm not really into like what you got going on. Uh, it's like a weird space. So like. I just am at the point now where I just like, I don't offer those services. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> and it's, it's all like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I keep, I'm a fucking broken record, but I'm starting to listen to people who are on the other side of that problem and have figured out either a, how to communicate that stuff or that, or first of all, the decision on what to communicate is the first battle. And then how is a whole nother thing. So like, setting the terms early on on like what you're comfortable with all of a sudden like you know there's a number out there that would make you excited to get a phone call you know what i'm saying you're correct so like absolutely so like it it, it is like uh it, it's it's that whole that whole world 
is super fascinating to me. So like I'm I'm excited to move forward with it, but you know, like I don't I don't mm-hmm. even know what to even ask on any of that kind of stuff. But I'll shoot you a lot of the resources I'm using to kind of figure that out. Yeah, and that's another thing that like really like makes me like I don't really want to just keep doing this. I have no idea. Like money, monetary, like what to ask people are like, how much for this? And I'm like, Yeah, I know. I I, know. I, I that is my I least I know. And I mean least favorite question that I get asked. And it's probably the question I get asked the most. And take take where you are on that, and I am Orders of magnitude way less developed than you because you had the inkling to go to marketing for school and like I'm going to school and all I'm thinking of is craft. All I've ever been worried about is just craft, craft, mm-hmm. craft. And and at no point, like when rubber hits the road, like all of a sudden I'm like fucking bitter and all that kind of stuff because I just never understood the game that I was playing. Like I just never understood that like commerce was always a big part of this. Yeah. So like all this shit matters and and like I'm 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 you know, well, I will like, say it's done me a disadvantage, like a lot. Like I've like been robbed out of a grandiose amount of money um, from people just because I didn't know to ask more for myself. Um, yeah. But it's because I'm so used to working in a relationship where I don't have to worry about whether or not that person has my best interest at heart. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about at the end of the day, like if something comes up and there's this big like. Some like, are they going to give me my share? Like, mm-hmm. I that's not something I ever have to worry about. It's never something I have to think about. Like, we are just able to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I really early on took that ideology into a lot of my relationships um, with working and assuming that it's just like, oh, like, this is what we negotiated. That's probably what they can afford to pay. If they could afford to pay more, they tell me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. I'm not going to, like, throw no. out who that was or, like, whatever. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking um, of But just <laughs> know that they were making money hand uh... over foot on some things that were going on and I was like getting thrown like pennies uh, to really create the entire yeah. theme and aesthetic of the yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. I mean like hours of work on flyers, like Oof. great deals of work on flyers, Oof. full swift, full scale suites, yeah. animated versions. Yeah. I was running social media pages and all of this and I was getting paid like 125 bucks. Mm. And you threw out the number, which I'm super proud of you doing. I, me personally, I'm so embarrassed about some of my uh, business relationships that I would actually never even say the numbers out loud. I, I just remember, would never want anybody else. Like, I know yeah. that there are a lot of people trying to navigate this. I just would never want anybody else to, like, short yeah. themselves in the way that I, I did. And two, also, like, just as a caveat, like, I am really lucky in, like, the relationship with my brother that I don't have to worry about that. But I also took that ideology into another relationship that I thought was very close. Um, and like long story short, I worked with them for three years, um, developed logos, developed like clothing capsules, like clothing that they were planning to sell for like $150 a hoodie, like insane prices. Um, we decided that our working relationship wasn't going to work anymore. Um, and that's like a different thing, really hung up in branding. Somebody that doesn't understand a brand and me trying to like, this is a brand and this is what we should be doing. And they're like, no, I don't want to do any of that. And I'm like, this doesn't work. Anyways, um, mm. decided to part ways with that relationship just really because my time wasn't respected, um, and how much time I was putting into working with them. Um, and simply asked for less than a thousand dollars for like three years of work, mm. multiple logos, an entire like clothing capsule. Um, an entire Instagram theme. They told me to take them to court. These are people that like buy the off-white shoes and like spend money on like all of those like really high-end fashion brands that we just got talking about. Just that's their whole life and their whole persona. They're all known for just that's all they do. They're all wear super fresh, super fly guys. Wouldn't pay me the $900 I asked for their clothing. Told me to take them to court. So, and the reason I didn't, just tell me because I'm petty. I'm a petty motherfucker. Okay, I, I, was gonna say, I, gonna... I absolutely would have top of COVID. Just as COVID hit, can't take, they were like, we're not accepting court cases. 
I, at some point during this, just thought like, I don't want to get you incriminating anybody, incriminating yourself or anything like that. Cause like, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's not going to listen to this anyways, but it's, this is, this is, we only, you know, just this, know. Is the age, this is the age of Instagram, this is the age yeah. of Facebook. So like people only see the wins. Mm-hmm. They never see the L's. Like, they so don't. like, so like the ability and, to share this, I'm mm-hmm. super proud. Cause like me, there ain't, there, you, you ain't never, <laughs> just know that like, this is a story that I've been waiting to like sing like a canary about for a long time. Like, don't get me wrong, and I kept this very vague, and like the people that know know, yeah. but like, you know. Anyways, but like, I'll just say that yeah. since I left that left that group, they haven't literally been able to do a single thing. And and the thing is, like, and I don't know the context of your situation, and I don't know if I'm gonna feel like an asshole when I say this, because like I haven't necessarily been in too many working relationships with anybody that was close, so mm-hmm. like it wasn't any like so I haven't had that situation. But me personally, when I look back, I'm less. Uh, I'm because I'm you. If you've been around me, I'm a super self-critical person. Like I'm always fucking blaming myself. So like I'm 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 more realizing that like uh, I didn't realize what game we were playing. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't realize, and I understand it in some domains. Like I understand when like you've heard me talk about like people are like I, this might be super cynical, but on some degree, a lot of people are self-interested, and like I understand that when it comes to like okay, if we get you know people involved in this thing, like we want them to feel like their personal brand gets raised by this content so that mm-hmm. they can share what whatnot, whatever. But like it never translated because I don't have like I'm first generation. I don't have legacy business family advice and understandings of how like that kind of relationship can happen and mm-hmm. and conflict is like a, a natural thing in that world. But conflict is a thing that you avoid in almost every other aspect of life. So like mm-hmm. there, that's just two things. There's a whole world and language of that shit that I just don't fucking understand that I'm starting to grapple with. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where like in Springfield, I remember some people I used to go to school with would find out what I was charging for some of my stuff, and I could just see the look of disappointment on their face. Like they were just like, "You can't, that dude can't be doing that to you." Like, what are you? What's going yeah. on? But like the idea that I would ever out loud say those numbers that 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 are proper mm-hmm. is just alien to me. Like, yep. there's no way. So like, it's it's um, a learning experience. It's a learning experience for sure. And like, it was um, for me, it was like a it was like a fear thing. It was just like, oh, if I if I ask for this much, like. I'm for sure going to lose the business, which like is crazy because I probably didn't want it in the first place. Huh. So like to, to then be like, oh, I'm going to ask for less than I even care about doing it for. It was just it's a nuts like yeah. her thing. But it's just about being caught up in your head and being super self-critical of yourself yep. and not always feeling like you deserve like, you know, what you're asking. It just is like a weird space. Okay. It's a weird creative space. And not only that, like so there is accurately communicating what it is that you can do and then getting fair market value. But, you know, we've been in the world long enough to see people who are over advertising and, and still getting like you like over you're advertising and very underqualified under delivering so like it's it's like it's like yeah i'm really losing here so like what am i doing mm-hmm. here so like and this is this all facilitates a life where we can take on more things that we think are fun and do things that we think are creative mm-hmm. so like it's not it's I'm, I'm a big fan of money as a tool it's not the goal so like it's it's like you know there are things i would like to do with money so like it's not yeah like, like I, it's never it's just like i just want a big lump sum of money to hang on to it, I need the money because I have all of these cool ideas and this cool shit that I want to do. Exactly, and it, and it's it's you know it's 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 for us, it's for our family, for people that we, mm-hmm. we want to kind of uh, see and be a part of dope things in Kansas City and whatnot. But like, uh, yep. but you know, it's it's um, I had no idea that like you know uh, our experiences would rhyme as much as they did. I was really interested. Honestly, I was kind of like, all right, let me figure out what she knows about branding. I'm trying to figure it, like, pick her brain on this stuff. But anyway, yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And you know, if any of that kind of like brought out any negative emotions, I'm sorry, but like, oh no, never. hopefully, yeah, I'm glad you were able to get it off your, off your chest. Yeah. I was like, I got, 
I got, you know, I got some stories as well. Not <laughs> not anything as bad as that. Yeah. Not, nobody's asking me to take them to court or anything. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like like I always wrap this up. I think I I, mm-hmm. I mentioned it. What um, you can answer one or of well, these two questions, or you can answer uh, both. Could you give us me a book that you find found? pretty important to yourself like fiction nonfiction, whatever and then the other question would be what's a piece of advice you would love to give yourself 10 years ago that's not like event related it can't be like buy bitcoin or anything like that yeah it's just yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um uh, i'd love to answer the book question my brain is drawing a blank i really am very much like a flat ass fiction reader okay full out yeah like fiction like yeah. the hardcore um nothing immediately comes to mind but i do have a very Strong answer for the second question. It kind of segues from what we were just talking about, too. If I could give myself advice 10 years ago, um, it would be to get out of your own head. And um, your level of perfection is not the world's level of perfection. People are absolutely out here winning with C-level work. And just put it out there. It's going to be fine. That's that's what I would that's what I would tell myself 10 years ago. OK, it's going to jump on this now, like. Yeah, really, that's it. You, your level of perfection is not the world's level of perfection. Okay, all right, perfect. That is a uh, that is Jasmine Franks. And did you want to drop a a, a site handles or anything like that? Um, or? well, my site, all of that, it's in the works. We're kind of revamping on a new mix, but you can follow me on social. It's all um, at Jasmine Elaine, J A S M Y N E L A I N E, Jasmine Elaine. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me there. I stay fairly active. Tap in, all right, for sure. You, uh, uh, the creative, the creative mind behind uh, a lot of uh, the Royal Chiefs' public-facing material and uh, a lot of other stuff uh, in the works as well. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. This was fine. This uh, was fine. Uh, but uh, uh, the music and the theme song "Groovy" was provided by MC Color. And the links to said work will be provided in the description below.